Holy Spirit is with us today. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is with us today because I feel a sweet spirit across the building today. And we know that His presence is with us. And thank God that He is with us because He will orchestrate and He will move in a way that we've never seen. Oh, you've heard me say it, and you say, Pastor, you say it so many times, and I do. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man what God has in store for His people. And I'll tell you what, when God says that, I'm just anticipating the mighty moving of God. And as Brother Bailey was saying today, revival doesn't have to, you don't have to go to Kentucky, you don't have to go to California, uh, you don't have to go to Florida, uh, you can go right here and revival can break out in your heart and in your life. And I tell you what, God is pouring His Spirit out on all flesh and it's going around the world and I thank God for that because He said He would do it in the last days and we're witnessing that now. Even the news is witnessing it and uh, the media is witnessing what God is doing uh, through the power of prayer and we know that prayer is the catalyst to, to do anything in the working and the making of what God wants us to do. It has to be cultivated with the power of prayer. And I thank God today that God has given us the tools. He has given us the power. He has given us the victory. Why? Because He went through death, hell, and the grave. He arose on the third day. He's seated with the right hand of the Father. And therefore power now has been given unto us because the Comforter has come and we're not comfortless but we have a comforter that now that can go with us and be able to, to minister with us and help us where we are at today. God wants to take you somewhere where you've never been before. I don't know about you, I like to go on trips so I like to go somewhere where I've never been. You don't want to go to the same old, same old trip and the same old, same old place because you know a lot about it but I like to go where I've never been. And that's what God wants to do. God wants to take us somewhere where we've never been. And I'm telling you, when God shows up, He will show out and He will bring to you exactly what you and I need. And I thank God. I call Him Abba Father. I call Him Daddy. Daddy knows exactly because Daddy knows best. And we can trust in Him. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. And it's good for those that are watching us live. My prayers are something I can say to you and your family to encourage you along the way as we get into God's Word today. And I'm doing a series called I Am Series. And this is the fourth sermon on the I Am Series. And if you have missed uh, the I Am Series, you can go to our website, to www.voclexton.org, go into the media. You can click on that and you can actually see the video. If you're on uh, Spotify, uh, if you're on uh, Apple, whatever you've got, you can click on that. You can hear the audio as well. So uh, you, can, you can take me with you in your car, wherever you go. If you're out jogging and you need to hear an I Am series, you need a word of encouragement, you can say, man, I can hear Pastor Tim while I'm, while I'm jogging or while I'm working out at the gym or something like that. You know, any way that we can get the Word of God, you will always know from this pastor, I'm going to come straight from the Word of God. 
It's not going to be on ideas. It's not going to be on theories. It's not going to be on opinions. But you're going to hear it from thus saith the Lord. I'm going to read the word of God to you. And you're going to take the word. And my prayer is that you will apply what I'm going to share with you today. Because I'm giving you a word of encouragement. You'll never hear this pastor from the pulpit ever give a discouraging word. You will always hear encouragement. And when you leave out of this church today, you will be encouraged. Because God is a God of encouragement. He's not a God of discouragement. He's a God of encouragement. So I want you to know you're going to be encouraged today. So if you'll go with me to uh, John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. And we're going to be all in to John's Gospel through this series. I Am Series Sermon Number 4. And the title of my message today is I Am the Good Shepherd. And I touched on this a little bit last Sunday. So uh, I kind of bled in a little bit of, of what I said last Sunday. And I'm going to bring in a little bit more this Sunday. I Am the Good Shepherd. Let's look at this. John's Gospel 10 and 11. If you have the Word of God, hold them up high. That's the sword of the Spirit. If it's Android, uh, iPad, whatever you got, tablet, whatever you got, uh, uh, we're going to look at God's Word today. I know it's projected on the screen. The Bible's in front of you in the pews, but we're going to look at this real close here. I am the Good Shepherd. Let's look at this. John 10 and 11. Jesus says, it's red letter edition, I am the Good Shepherd. And the Good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I want to read this again. I am, as Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. And the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, has given his life for the sheep. He has given his life for you, his life for me today. And therefore, we can understand that these are tender moments of all of the I am statements. As we see that this is as the bread of life, he satisfies as the light of the world, He sanctifies. And as the door, He saves. And as the Good Shepherd, He reveals today, He reveals who He is. And I want you to know today, we're going to see a little bit about what God does as He reveals who He is. Getting to know the Good Shepherd. If you don't know the Good Shepherd today, day is a day of salvation. If you harden not your heart to accept Jesus Christ, what a a wonderful day to say Lord I repent of my sins come into my heart and my life and save me that's when the good shepherd comes into your life and begins to save you cleanses you washes you renews you and then begins to refine you to bring you to where you need to be not where you want to go I want you to know today that my first point is this. As the good shepherd, Jesus reveals his character. As the good shepherd, Jesus reveals his character. I want you to know today there is a character that we must look at, and that's of Jesus, the character of Jesus. And I want to go a little step further here, but I'm not going to get all into it. But if you want to learn a lot about the character of Jesus Christ, you need to study the fruits of the Spirit. Because the fruits of the Spirit brings out the character of Christ. Therefore, it should bring out in us goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, all of the good things that we need to do. God brings that out in us through the character of Jesus Christ. 
I want you to know today that the prophets knew that the Lord as the good shepherd, as David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. And Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We see here clearly, David describes who the good shepherd is. He knows who the good shepherd is, and that he will be with me all the days of my life. The good shepherd will be with you all the days of your life. He knows your upsets. He knows your downfalls. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your temptations. He knows your trials. He knows everything that you and I face day in and day out but it does not change he is still the good shepherd he is still the provider he is still the healer he is still the anointer he is still the one that will take care of you every day step by step and he knows exactly what you and I go through every day I am reminded that Isaiah, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. Isaiah 40 and 11, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. I want you to know today that God clearly lets us know that the shepherd was in place even before the foundations of this world and that the shepherd from the Old Testament to the New Testament is showing us that he has been with us and he will continue to be with us every step of the way. I am reminded through Ezekiel, I will search for my sheep. Ezekiel 34 and 11, For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, would both uh, search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of the place where they have been scattered in the cloudy and a dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel and by the rivers. Here again, Ezekiel is given a vivid description of the good shepherd. In all the inhabited places of the country, I will feed them in a good pasture. And upon the high mountain of Israel shall they fold their fold to me. There shall they lie in a good fold in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. I will feed my flock. Here again, here is God speaking. I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away. And I will bind up that which was broken. I will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat of the strong. I will feed them with judgment. What are you saying today, Pastor? What I'm saying is there's a vivid description here that is Ezekiel is saying, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going to face tomorrow, this is the good shepherd. He 
sees over you. He watches over you. He sees your soul. He knows exactly what's going on. And God will snatch you from a place called hell and bring you to where you need to be. Why? Because He is the Good Shepherd. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. The Good Shepherd is the Lord is good. Nahum 1 and 7, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and He knoweth them that trust in Him. I don't know about you, but there's trouble across the land. There may be trouble in your life, but I want you to know that the Lord is good. We must feast on the Lord. As the Bible clearly says, we must eat the Word of God. We must digest the Word of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us in a day that we would walk by the Spirit, we would talk by the Spirit, we would be led by the Spirit in a day which we need Him more than ever before. I want you to know today there's only one is good. In Matthew 19 and 16, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good Master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, uh, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but one, and that is God. But if thou wilt uh, enter into life, keep the commandments. I want you to know today there's only one good, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing else. As I said to you last Sunday, He is the door. And there's a lot of doors that people are walking in and out of, but there's only one door because He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. We are reminded that this reveals the deity of Christ. There are three New Testament titles of Christ the shepherd. There is the good shepherd dying for his sheep. As John 10 and 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Not only is there a good shepherd, but there's the great shepherd risen from or for his sheep. The great shepherd risen for his sheep. We see this in Hebrews 13 and 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, he became what? He became not just the good shepherd, but he became the great shepherd as well. We see the chief shepherd. The chief shepherd represents the coming of for his sheep. The chief shepherd, it represents the coming for his sheep. 1 Peter 5 and 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now I want you to know today, as it is described in John's Gospel 10 and 11, we see that it becomes the good shepherd. And then as it moves on, we see in Hebrews, it becomes what not the good shepherd, but becomes the great shepherd. And we see the great shepherd because he's risen. And now we see the chief shepherd 
which He's coming back for His own. And folks, if you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, listen, the chief shepherd is coming back for you. He's coming back for a bride. He's coming back for a church. He's coming back for people that are sold out to Him, that lives for Him, that loves Him, and that you fully surrender to His Lordship so that He can be Lord of all in your life. He's not Lord of all, then He's not Lord at all. Give God praise in the house today. Listen, we can know the Good Shepherd as our own. My second point today is this. As the Good Shepherd, Jesus reveals His care. As the Good Shepherd, Jesus reveals His care. The Good Shepherd speaks to His sheep. In John's Gospel 10 and 3, to Him, the porter openeth as the sheep hear His voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. The sheep hear his voice. Today we are sheep. If we've accepted Jesus Christ in our heart and life and he hears you. I want you to see this in red letter edition. I want you to see what Jesus is saying. He hears you when you pray. He hears you when you're dealing with difficulties. He hears you when you're dealing with temptation. He hears and sees what you and I go through. And the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd will take care of you and sustain you every step of the way because when you communicate with him he will communicate back with you and when the Holy Spirit begins to move in your life you can begin to pray and not know exactly what you're praying for but the Holy Spirit in you will begin to pray through you and God will know exactly what the Spirit is saying when you begin to pray and magnify the Lord Jesus Christ Listen, I want you to know today the Good Shepherd calls His sheep by name. Every one of us are named here. You have a name. God has name. He has name. You have a name. He calls you. He can communicate with you. Now when He's calling you, as the Holy Spirit begins to draw you, the Bible says we don't need to vex the Holy Spirit. We don't need to quench the Holy Spirit. Because we can drive the Holy Spirit out. When the pastor gives an altar call and he asks those that would like to come to an altar of prayer, you know that little voice is saying, you don't need to go down there. You don't need to step down there. No, no, you're doing fine. You're okay, you're okay. Listen, that's that voice that's wrestling. You're wrestling with the enemy. You're wrestling with the spirit and the flesh. But the Bible clearly lets me know they will wrestle with one another, but the spirit will take over the flesh when you yield yourself and say, Lord, I fully surrender to your lordship. Lord, be Lord of all in my life. And when you begin to do that, that's when you break the wall. 
And the Bible clearly says to him the porter is opening. And the sheep begin to hear his voice. You break that ice. And guess what? The call of his own sheep by name, he leadeth them out. That's why the Holy Spirit, when it draws you, you are to act on the Holy Spirit and begin to move. Why? Because he's opened up the porter so that he can come in and begin to move in your life. Hallelujah. I want you to know today, as the Bible clearly lets us know, the good shepherd goes before his sheep. And the good shepherd leads his sheep. John 10 and 4, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. If we're going to truly know Jesus, we need to let Jesus be Lord in our lives. We need Him to go before us. If we try to go on our intellect, we go on our wisdom, we go on our knowledge and our ability, we will make a mess of it. But when we put it in the Lord's hands, Jesus Christ, we say, Jesus Take the wheel. Jesus, take all that I am. And Lord, you lead me. Then that's when Jesus will begin to lead you because he is now in full charge. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them. And the sheep follow him. Why? Because now you're fully surrendering. And guess what? Now he hears the voice. And now you begin to commune with the Lord Jesus Christ as the good shepherd protects his sheep. John 10 and 12. But he that is, is a hireling and not the shepherd who's on the sheep or not seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scatters the sheep. You see, if we're not where we need to be, then guess what? The wolf is going to come in. The enemy is going to come in. He's going to try to attack. Listen, I've said this and say it again. If he can get to your mind, he can get to your heart. If he can get to your heart, he'll get to your soul. And I want you to know today that when garbage goes in, garbage comes out. That's why we got to think on the good things that Jesus, what the, the virtues, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is honest, whatever is good report, whatever those things, Jesus clearly says, think on these things. Listen, the good shepherd stays with his sheep. Jesus is not going to leave you. Mom and dad may leave you, forsake you. Your husband and wife may forsake you. Your children may forsake you. But Jesus will never forsake you. He will always be there for you. John 10 and 27. My sheep hear my voice. If you are a sheep and you're in Christ Jesus, you've asked Jesus into your heart and life, then guess what? God wants you to move forward. He wants you to progress. He doesn't want you to regress. A lot of times we may accept Jesus into our heart and life and then we just accept Him and then we just want to continue to do what we're doing, be what we want to be, say what we want to say, go where we want to go. Well, then we begin to regress. But we must progress. We must move forward. Why? Because the voice is very important. 
And there's a lot of voices that we're hearing today, but we need to hear the right voice. There's some that are hearing the wrong voice, but they need to hear the right voice. And the right voice, guess what? The shepherd you hear, and the sheep they hear, and they will follow the right shepherd because he is the chief shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. And that's the one that we are to follow. Listen, the good shepherd gives eternal life. He gives life. He gives life unto us. John 10 and 27. Oh my goodness, I've got to move on. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I want you to look at this. This is a promise. He has promised us when Jesus Christ has you in his hand, there's nobody, there's not enough devils in hell that can pull you and pluck you out of his hand. Folks, I want you to know that's the realization to know the power and the might of God. Why? Because he went through death, hell, and the grave. He arose on the third day and there's nothing that the devil can do. You have the victory today. Victory today is mine. Give God praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says they cannot, will not, be plucked out of my hand. My father, Jesus couldn't do anything within himself and on his own. It was all about his father and what his father wanted. He said, my father, which giveth them uh, to me, is greater than all. And no man, look at this, no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hands. Nobody. I want you to know today can tell you that you're not this, you're not that, you're not going to be this, you're not going to be that, you can't do this, you can't do it. It is a lie from the pits of hell. God clearly says when you've accepted him, you've received him, he's in the palm of his father's hands and you cannot be plucked out. Hallelujah. My third point today is this. As the good shepherd... Jesus reveals his cross. As the good shepherd, Jesus reveals his cross. I want you to know there is a cross when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart and life. There is a cross that we all must bear. Jesus has already bared his cross on Calvary's cross over 2,000 years ago. And he clearly told his disciples, he said, if you want to know about me, and you want to follow me, and you want to be with me, and you want to learn everything about me, you must deny yourself. Take up, not his cross, he's, Jesus says take up your cross. There's a cross that you and I have to bear. There's a price that we have to pay. But listen, we don't have to do it by ourselves. We don't do it alone. We don't become the long ranger and say, I've got this, God, I don't need to bother you right now. No, we need God. You need God. Oh, but pastor, everything is going great. I've got a wonderful family. I've got a wonderful life. I've got a home, a car. I've got everything that I need. No, but you need God. And if you don't have God, you're missing everything because he's got greater things in store for you. He's got mightier things for you. And all you have to do is say, Lord, I surrender. Listen. 
as the good shepherd Jesus reveals his cross, laying down his life for his sheep. John 10 and 15, as the Father knoweth me, even so I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Here is the cross with all its suffering, voluntarily dying for his sheep, providing salvation for his sheep, salvation for the other sheep, as the Bible clearly says, of the Gentiles. And he died for all because he paid the price for all. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what's going on. He paid the price for all. So nobody has an excuse because Jesus has died for us all because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one, but he died for all so that we can fully surrender to his lordship and say, Lord, I want you in my life. Listen, John 10 and 16, another sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Jews and Gentiles both need salvation. Jews and Gentiles can be saved. Romans 10 and 12. For there is no difference between the Jews and the Greeks. For the same of, of over of all of over all is rich unto that called upon them. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's no excuse now. There's no excuse. Listen, he's giving you the gift of eternal life. Conquering death. For his sheep. John 10 and 17. Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my life. That I might, look at this, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me. But listen now. John 10 and 17 says this. No man take it from me. But I lay it down of myself. And I have the power to lay it down. And I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I to receive of my Father. He has the power. He laid it down. And he had the power to take it back up again. The devil could not do it. The devil could not stop it. The devil cannot stop you. He cannot do it only if you allow him to. Because Jesus said, I laid it down. And I picked it back up because the Father in heaven, I have communicated with my Father. It is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the triune, the Trinity. But guess what? He said I had to go to my Father. When he prayed in Gethsemane, he said, Lord, let this cup pass. He, the humanity was coming out in him. He was human just like you. He had flesh just like you. He didn't want to go to the cross at that time of his mindset, but he began to pray and agonize with God. And the Bible clearly says that his sweat became like drops of blood, waiting to hear from his Father, let this cup pass. But he realized the Father did not answer, and he said, not my will, but your will to be done. Today, it cannot be our will. It must be God. It must be God's will that He has His way and well-being in our hearts and lives. Hallelujah. It's not our will. That's why the Bible clearly lets us know that we must crush the will. You must crush the will. You must crush the Adamic nature 
that's in all of us. All of us have an Adamic nature and it must be crucified. We must go to the cross every day, the cross that we must bear and the cross that we must pray and say, Lord, be glorified to crush our will because our will will make a big mess in life. It will make a big mess in life when we want what we want, say what we want to say, be what we want to be, go where we want to go, do what we want to do. Listen, when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are an ambassador. You are representative. You are now a soldier. You're a disciple. You're a soldier. We've got some of, some of our folks that are in the military, and they know a lot about what I'm talking about, being a soldier. Do you think the military is going to hire somebody that's wimpy? Do you think they're going to hire somebody that's not physically fit? Do you think they're going to hire somebody that don't have a sound mind and the ability to form the duties, the duties that are called and required of them? No, they're looking for a few good men and women. They're looking for somebody that's sharp enough to get the job done, finding out somebody that can read the plans, for somebody that can orchestrate out what the commander is telling them, what the general is saying, and they're executing the duty to do their job and their ability to the umpth degree. That's the same way we are today as Christians. You are soldiers of the cross. God has orchestrated for you. His plan, the Bible, has been laid out. It is the roadmap. It's the GPS for you and I to live the life that God has called us so that we can be good soldiers for the cross by putting on the whole armor of God. That's how you're going to win the battle. Not some of it, not part of it, but you're going to put the whole armor of God on so that you could withstand the enemy, the wiles of the devil, knowing his devices. You've got to know exactly what the enemy is doing. The old saying is, is keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemy close. You say, Pastor, why do you say that? Well, in actuality, you want your enemies as close as you can because you've got to keep an eye on them. You've got to keep an eye on them. You know your friends are always going to be there. But you're keeping your eye on the enemy. Listen, that's the way it is with the devil. We've got to keep him close at bay because we need to know what he's doing. And if he's not bothering you today, if he's not, if he's not worrying you today, he's done got you. Because he's not going to waste his time on you. Because he says, I'm going to go to the next, next, next. And he just goes from person to person to person. But if he's bothering you and, you, and, it, and it's wearing you out and things are happening in your life that you can't understand, things are just seem like they're just falling apart, that means the devil is on your path. And all you've got to do is say, surrender to God's lordship and say, Lord, I can't handle this no more. I can't handle this no more, Lord. I've got to give it to you. And listen, when you surrender and say, Lord, I fully surrender, that's when God will become God in your life. And you will see the power and the strength, hallelujah, that the Lord Jesus Christ will give you. And you will be able to conquer anything because it will not be in, in your might. It will be not your power. 
but it'll be by the Spirit of the Lord of hosts. He will give you the power because it's not going to be your might. It's not going to be what you can do, but it's about what God can do in you while He allows the Holy Spirit to have His way. Then that's when God becomes God and the Holy Spirit comes alive in your life today. Give God praise in the house today. Hallelujah. I want you to know today in my closing, the cross was in the Father's plan. No man, no man taketh it from me. Power to take it again, which is the resurrection. Give an eternal life to his sheep. John 10 and 28 in my closing, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Securely, he's holding his sheep, guaranteeing the future of his sheep. In my closing today, do you know the Good Shepherd as your own? Do you wonder if He really loves you? Consider the cross, how that He loved you over 2,000 years ago. Bled and died on Calvary's cross. Stop today, if you're doing it, stop today doubting His love. Because He loves you. He loves you when you're right. My mother and daddy used to sing an old a southern gospel song, uh, uh, He loves you when you're right, He loves you when you're wrong, He loves you when you're weak, He loves you when you're strong. It doesn't matter what you have done, He still loves you. Why? Because He is love. He is love. And the love of the Father comes through the Son and comes through the Holy Spirit. Listen, come to the Good Shepherd today by faith. Come to the Good Shepherd today. Listen, if you've drifted from the Lord, now's a good time to rededicate your life. Now's the time to rededicate your life. Listen, I've always been reminded that we're going to have we're going to have trials. We're going to be tested on every hand. But here's the good news. The good news is, as Jesus says, I was tested. I was tried. I dealt with temptation. And he says, and if I went through it, he said, you can also, you'll be going through it too, but you can be an overcomer. Why? Because he was an overcomer. And now we can become overcomers. Why? Because he's went through death, hell, and the grave. He arose, folks. We're going to soon celebrate Easter here. One of the greatest messages ever is the resurrection of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. That same resurrection power it's the same resurrection power that will resurrect you from the dead. That will resurrect your life from where you're at, from what you're dealing with, from what you're... He is the resurrection and He is the life. And He is the one that we must look today. Stand across the building, please, today.